Welcome to another week of Relative Reaction. My name is Travis. Hello, hello. I'm Mama Bryn. And we are so excited to have you back here for week mm -hmm. 11. Thank you for the just overwhelming support of last week with our first special guest. That was the biggest downloads we've had in a week, in a week awesome. since our very first episode that we released since the pilot. So that was really cool to see. I mean, that was... Yes. Thanks to Anthony again. Yes, that was great. Thank you so much, Anthony. That was a lot of fun. We hope to do similar things to that again. That was... That was fun. A lot I of fun. I, I think it went over really well. Uh, so, as always, make sure you go over to our Facebook page, Relative mm -hmm. Reaction. We are on Twitter as well, at Relative Reaction. Uh, if you don't have any social media, because I do know we have a couple people out there that don't do social media still, we even have an email at relativereaction2018 at gmail.com. Right. That way you can still get in contact with us, because we do. We want to hear from you. We want to oh, hear yeah. your suggestions, your ideas, and we want to know what you think about these stories. We want your opinion, too. So it's really cool. We want to make sure we always have all those communication outlets there for you. I have a lot of fun getting to communicate with you guys and get to know you better, so... Or if you have a correction that we need, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm far from perfect. I'm oh, sure yeah. I'm fixing things up. You want to just type in and say, hey, this is not exactly true. Do it, do it. Not wrong. I mean, as long as it's mostly aimed towards you, because I, <laughs> I, I don't make, make mistakes. mistakes. That was scary. The fact that, that was. said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we are on episode 11 this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower on September 11th, which I just, it, it's not a, a, it's very serious, but I just thought it was very apropos, I guess is the correct word, due to the timing of this, as September 11th will be out right. during this week, and I, I never realized that it was American Flights 11 as well, which right. just kind of, when I saw that fact, it kind of threw me off for a little bit, and I mean, I... September 11th is very personal to me as a military mm -hmm. brat and, you know, someone that worked alongside the military for several years before I, I moved off base. You know, it's something very personal to me, and I didn't realize that correlation was just yet another 11 there, I guess, so to speak. I can tell you, having somebody, my mate, my husband, was in the service at that time, and that was very chilling, very sobering. Oh, yes, as my father, I mean, I remember that day clearly because of mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think you put it perfectly. It was sobering. It was a very yes, sobering day. Very much. Um, but more past that, I try not to do yes. anything too serious in this episode for long anyway. <laughs> uh, in the Babylonian creation myth, Enuma Elisha, and I'm probably butchering that, I believe that's how it's pronounced, the goddess Tiamat created 11 monsters to take revenge for the death of her husband. Ooh, I like her. Apollo 11 was the first manned spacecraft to land on the moon. Oh, yeah. And the maple leaf on the Canadian flag has 11 points. Get out. Which I did not realize how many points it was. No. For some reason, I always thought it was like three or six. And huh. I now, next time I see a Canadian that. flag, I'm going to be counting. You know that. Yep. 11 points on a Canadian flag <laughs> for the maple leaf, which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool. That's a cool one. I like it. I don't have too much more beyond that as far as the intros go this week. All right. Thank you again for listening, and yes. I hope you enjoy. So let's go ahead and delve in. Oh, yes. Got some good stories. Get our first story this week. All right. My first story is crime and sports. Sports, sports, sports. Did you like the way I did that? Okay. This is about how pro sports decrease crime. A study at the University of California indicates a drop in crime during sporting events. A 25% decrease in serious crime. Really? Yes. That's a huge-ass percentage. Just, I don't know why, but for some reason it's mind-boggling to me. I never thought that that would decrease crime. During the that Super Bowl? That is very mind-boggling to me. During the Super Bowl? There's a 40% decrease in crime. Really? Yeah. Those are amazing numbers. Wow. So and I guess when they have to, because I know after the Super Bowl, they always have to do a lot of DUI. Right. So after I guess the that's kind of, I guess they kind of take the Super Bowl time to 
go grab lunch and get everything set up and relax before the night kicks off. And I didn't realize it went down so much for that for serious crime. I'm talking serious crimes, too, like rape, robbery. These are all decreased during sporting events the on Mount television. The so to speak, of crime. <laughs> yes, as to take a, a cue from our other, our another podcct. Yes, which I, I love. They're I small love town it. murder and crime in sports. They're the oh, same two guys. Hilarious. If you like true crime and you just like to laugh, I highly suggest listening to them as well. Jimmy and James are hilarious. One day I would love, like I think my dream and my podcasting goal is to get to do a podcast with them. because they. Oh are, my gosh, I'd love that. I would love it. I know we're just super, super small time. Oh yeah. Them, but they are hilarious. I love They're amazing. Them. But uh, the NFL shows the largest decrease, while the NBA and MLB show, they show uh, smaller too, it's just much smaller. So they so, even like, decreased during that? Yes, even. Is the NHL the same or? They didn't have any NHL statistics. I looked, I searched, could not find anything about the NHL. Well, I will say, at least in America, the big three that people usually try to compare right. are MLB, NBA, NFL. Right. Which is funny because I much rather watch the NHL or I like my Bundesliga and soccer. I like that kind of stuff. I do like the NHL. But since they found this out, and the University of California did a lot of their uh, studies in, like, Chicago, heavy crime areas. Yeah, the one where there is so There's much. There's major crime. They know, like, Chicago and Detroit are known for their violent Precisely. crimes they on say, a regular basis. They say that when uh, the Chicago is on television playing a sporting event, the crime is almost... Like it's it's down to almost nil while there's a Chicago sporting event on. That is the crazy. crime in Chicago just goes boof. Because I guess another reason why I never thought that these would correlate like that is because you always hear about Oakland Raiders specifically, how dangerous it is to go to their games and outside right. there's so much crime going on during the game. They always say you know like oh you know there's always beatings and. A lot of people don't even go to the game because of where game. it is, right? Huh. That is very surprising. I'm just, I'm very shocked by this. I never put the two together. It, the question remains, though. They want to know if airing sports games during the summer rerun season will help decrease crime in a whole, as a whole. No. You don't think it will? I mean, now granted, I could be wrong because I never thought these would correlate as well as they do. However, I just don't see the reruns ever being watched. How many people really rewatch? Like, well, the I know, but they say if you give them something to watch, you know the old adage, idle hands are devil's playground? Oh, yeah. Well, what if we give them something to watch in the summer when there's, I guess, it, since football's the big one, I mean, I know there's basketball or baseball yet and such, but say we give them some kind of sport but to I will watch. Say you figure in fall, winter, and spring, you have multiple sports going on. In the summer, it really dies down. You have yes. baseball. Mm -hmm. You have MLS for the last part. I th I, cause I'm trying to think when they start. I think they start in the summer. So you have MLS, mm -hmm. and then you don't really have many other sporting events because. Hockey and basketball both end at the beginning of summer and don't start until you even know, middle fall. Even racing still starts in the winter. Yeah, they do. They start in February, so they start at the tail end. They do go through the summer, but there's that. So you do, I guess, have a, a different sport sports out there in the summer. You don't think it I would help, though? I don't think though? reruns, because people don't really watch reruns of sports. I think part of the reason why we'll the say crime it's... is going down is because people are so captivated because they're watching in the moment. They feel like they are there, and they know what's going on, and they know tomorrow when they go to whatever they do that they're going to talk to their buddy, hey, did you watch that game last night? Hey, did you see the White Sox or the Cubs or the Bears? Or Right. I'll use I'll keep using Chicago as the example. They're the Blackhawks game. You know, what went on? I agree with you, which is why, in my head, I was thinking, why not start a summer league? Like a, a a football summer league. It doesn't have to be NFL, obviously, but... I think that would be very hard to get people behind. Do you think? Because they are so behind their team, and they are behind these players that they are their favorite players. 
it's hard to start a new league. Like, I'm not saying that could never be a thing, but I don't see that ever kicking off for the first 30 years. Like, you got to give it time to build up. Like, MLS is just now starting to build up in America. And the MLS League, how long has that been going on now? And they're just now starting to get where people know players and are like, oh, that's my team. I, I'm a sporting KC guy. So I don't know how well a summer league will work because you're not going to pull players from another league, whether it's No, no, NFL, I understand that because they're under contract. You're not going to pull, they're not going to hurt themselves when they want to exactly. go to their main one. But say it's like starts off with maybe players who didn't exactly make it into the NFL, but are still good. Well, I think you do have leagues like that out there. I mean, you had the Arena Football League. I don't know if that's still going on even, but that was out there for a while. You have Vince McMahon starting that XFL XFL going on. It starts, I think, this year or next year or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think there's other leagues like that. And you have D-League for, if you're a basketball fan, you have D-League. That kicks off right around the end of the regular season. And they you don't in. think with those kind of numbers and those kind of statistics that it's worth a try? I mean, uh, we're talking 40% during the Super Bowl? It's a hard sell. Even though it is crime and sports and stuff like that, it's very hard to confirm that that is the correlation. I without don't know. them trying I, to pull out other things. Part of me thinks it's worth trying just to get somewhat near those numbers. That is so much money because you're trying to say you want to put it on TV and make it a true. That there's there's so much. It would definitely be an investment and money behind that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd ever be able to sell it. I think you have a better chance of selling the MLB that is already known and already has a fan base, and the more invested people can get to that, maybe would help. But I think part of the thing is you said the biggest one is football, right? The NFL. That only plays once a week. That's Sundays. Mm-hmm. And then well, you, you might have Monday like a Thursday night, night yeah. or Monday night game randomly. But that's a mostly a Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. These other sports play every day of the week. True. Baseball is on every day of the week. Even right. if your team's not playing, like, the way Another their schedule team. is set up is different. It's set up like a basketball schedule or a hockey right. schedule where it's seven days. There's always gonna, there's always a possibility of a game going on. True. So is just, soccer the same way? Soccer, I believe so, yes. I, okay. I'm pretty sure the MLS does just every day. day. I don't I know. Like I mean, those day. numbers are so staggering now, to me. Now, does this work for college, like football as well? Like I said, I looked up Okay, I didn't know NHL, if they had that one because they but, knew they had uh, right. football statistics, and I know if maybe college was This study mostly consisted with NFL, NBA, Major League okay. Baseball. That's, I guess, the three biggies. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it definitely is in America. That is definitely your trio of the sports. I'm just saying a Bears game makes crime go down 25%. That's not that is amazing. Crazy. That is absolutely crazy and mind-boggling. I just, I find that those numbers are so staggering to me. When I first read this article, I thought, what are they going to be, like 2 3% decrease? Yeah, they're trying decrease. to find, like, oh, it went down some. Yeah, and, and, and I was astonished to find out these are serious crimes this is rape and murder and theft that you know what i mean these are oh, yeah. the big crimes these are your violent crimes your yes yeah wow i just i find that awesome and in my opinion i think it would be worth the investment i agree that we wouldn't see major statistics for a couple years but i think i, I, I think it could be worth it I mean, it's always worth a try. I don't want to say that it's not. I just don't know if it would pay off. I, I don't know if it would have the same the same draw that it has with these other ones that are bringing that crime down. Because I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that everybody wants to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. And they're so invested in these teams and these players. Right. They want to be in that moment. They don't. Even your criminals don't want to be at their job at that point doing crime. Exactly. They want to be invested. They want to be in that moment with everyone else. And they, want, they know millions of other people are watching that same exact play that is going on that they're watching and i'm a big baseball fan and when i watch the pirates play i feel like i'm there you know what i mean i have a part in that team oh yes because they're they're my team so when they play i feel like i should be i'm coaching them from the sideline you know oh yes i'm very much that way when i am watching my braves for baseball because i do like baseball and i like hockey as well and i watch the penguins and I, I feel the same way when I'm watching. Those are probably the two biggest teams that I watch. I mean, I have other teams that I like in other sports, but those are definitely the two that I 
will sit down and want to watch a game and like you said want to coach from the silence yes no no and you want to get into it you know better than that yeah and you know you you feel like you're part of the team exactly you feel like you're going to be in the locker room with them after the game yeah (laughs) okay that that to me was an interesting article that is i'm just that is definitely some statistics I didn't expect, and I, I definitely have to take some more thought on it, just trying to figure out where it's definitely worth a try to do something, but I don't know if there's anything to do that's just, I guess we'll have to be happy for the help that we get during the other times of the year. Yes, I guess so. So, on to my first story this week. Alrighty. Simply called, Ma'am. Now, this is about a North Carolina mom who is in disbelief after her 10-year-old son got punished for calling the teacher ma'am. <laughs> that kills me. It, uh, yes, and her exact words were, I'm in disbelief, is the, yes. the mother's word. So when they say the mom's in disbelief, that, that was her first quote out of this interview and all these people that have talked to her since then. Her first quote ever was that, I, I'm just in disbelief. Right. How dare you be respectful? Yeah, I know. The audacity. Teresa Wilson, which is the mom's name, is, uh, I'm trying to find her son's name, Tamaron is his name, or Tam, Tamaron, Tamarine, I don't know, I'm horrible with names. <laughs> uh, but he was not himself when he, she picked him up from the school bus, and that's like her first indication something was off with her son. They had a very close bond. She always picked him up straight from the school bus stop, mm-hmm. and they walked home. And that was kind of their thing. And she said, uh, she asked him, like, what, what's wrong, bud? Because something just didn't seem right. And he said, well, he got in trouble today, and he was confused. He said he was t- called the teacher ma'am, and he got in trouble, and then he had to write ma'am on a piece of paper, and then he had to bring it home and have his mom sign it for her. Now, I did the quick math. He did. He had to do the entire page, and it's four times in each row that he, he wrote ma'am. So that's over 200 times he had to write ma'am. So to fill out this line of paper, which I thought was a, a little excessive, uh, said the teacher said he was getting on her nerves when he called her ma'am. The teacher who they asked, and they asked what was wrong, you know, was there something more? Did he do something? Like, the mom didn't even immediately try just to defend, but more as they're like, well, you know, was there something What's more, more to behind this? it? And there wasn't. The teacher simply said she couldn't give a reason why it was bad. Because the kid even asked in class, like, well, I'm sorry, you know, what is wrong with that? This is a 10-year-old boy. All he wants to do is learn. And she said she just can't give a reason, that there isn't a reason why she's upset with man, but she doesn't like it. And then she also threatened to throw something at him. (laughs) Unbelievable. And her big thing was, well, he knew I wasn't serious when I said that I was going to throw something at him. Uh, Yeah. Okay, the same 10-year-old who just had to write ma'am 400 times because you decide you don't like that word. Yeah, because you suddenly are getting irritated that day. That's ridiculous. I literally looked up the dictionary, in the dictionary, the definition of the word ma'am. Which is funny because, just so you know, I'm going to let you say that. But the mom, actually, when she returned that paper, because it had to be signed by the parent, you know, which she said she had it stapled to another piece of paper with the Webster diction, uh, definition Good. of ma'am, which I thought was awesome by that mom. Awesome, yes. The, the definition is a word of respect for a woman in an authoritative position. That's the Webster's definition. And this was pissing the teacher off that a 10-year-old was calling her ma'am. A 10-year-old who was taught by his parents to, instead of say, huh, or lady, say, ma'am. Yeah, how dare. Exactly. And like I said, I feel bad for this little boy. He's 10 years old, and he's saying he was disappointed because he felt like he had done something wrong. So and that's a shame. So he school, you know, all sad, and it's a kid that loves school. Right. And this isn't like a public school either, by the way, or at least I don't think it is. Uh, it's a preparatory school, so I don't think it says it's uh, the Northeast Carolina Preparatory School in Tarboro, and I don't think it's a public school, so that means you're paying to go in, you know, and have someone, you know, more specialized education, more devoted attention to be irritated with someone calling you And man. where was this story at? Was it... Uh, uh, Fox it's... News is actually where... But I, I mean, thought... was it North Carolina? Oh, yes, North Carolina. Because I know just from spending 10 years down in the South, this is like second nature to say ma'am. Yes. It is very, very common 
for children, adults, and the rest to respond, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. Oh, yes. And in the South, you even do it to not just to your elders or whatnot. You do it to like your parents as well. I would yes. Respect. You never you don't never just say yes, dad or yes, mom. You go, oh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Mm hmm. Even to your parents. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't respect your parents. I'm just saying right. they take it to, you know, to where it doesn't matter home or away. That's the way you speak. I was a teacher down there and I was referred to as Miss Bryn. It, they don't refer to you by your first name when you're an adult it's always miss your first name oh yes i mean these are all just signs of respect to people and this lady is making this poor little 10 year old write his fingers off because she decided she didn't like that word yeah and he is in a new class now obviously. as he you know, should he, be he got moved into a new class but a spokesperson for the school didn't immediately respond for a comment at all uh, they simply are saying that it's a internal matter. Oh, and will be dealt with internally. Yes, they're trying to say that it's a personal issue, and you know that they will deal which with means it. ain't nothing gonna happen. Oh, I'm sorry, a personal matter which has been handled appropriate by the K to seven principal is their official statement. So I think she should get into trouble. Exact quote for that. That's like making a kid write thank you four hundred times. Mm-hmm. You said what? You said thank you. Oh, sit down and write that. And I will say this mother has all of my respect in the world. Oh, yeah. Not only did she staple the definition of man, which I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. She also still hasn't been, hasn't told her son that, you know, how wrong this was in the sense that like, oh, you should hate them. You should be mean. Like, right. She still told him, you know, just be respectful. It's, you know, we'll, we will deal with this. Mom will deal with this, so to speak. And she even said, because she told him, you know, don't be afraid to say ma'am again. No. Don't let this, you know, give you a scary thought, so to speak. She said, always be respectful to your elders, even if they don't want to be called ma'am, is what she told him. She's right. like, so even if they don't, don't let that stop you and from I, being you. You keep being respectful. You keep saying ma'am. You keep saying sir. Because you did most of your, your, your major part of growing up in the South, you... As a habit, say yes, sir, no, ma'am. And I've noticed a few times people be like, oh, don't call me, sir. You can call me, you know, wh whatever. And then you know, you know, I'm oh, not yeah. saying it'll never slip or you'll never call them sir again. But I know, why couldn't she have done that? Why couldn't she have said, sweetie, you know, refer to me as Miss Richardson or something, whatever her name yeah, may be, instead I, of... I absolutely... I just detest how this went down. I yes, feel for this little boy. I do. This is going to be something he remembers and weighs on mm -hmm. him and is always in the back of his mind. And next time he goes to use the word ma'am, you know he's going to think first. It's, oh, it's not going to come out. And it's, since it comes out so naturally down mm -hmm. there, he was obviously raised respectfully. He's always going to associate that word with this bad instance. And it's always, it's always going to be brought up to him again because he's always going to say it. And people are so quick to point out how disrespectful the next generation is. So here you have this family, a good mom and a good dad, teaching their child manners, teaching them to be respectful of somebody in authority like a teacher, and this is what she does. Which kind of ties into what she said. She goes, and I, this is what I really feel for the mom. She simply ended her interview with, is this what happens from raising your child in a good way? That, it, that is I her final question. And that is a shame that that should be a question. It, right. Because I will say they always talk about how disrespectful the generation, the me generation and all, which already drives me up a tree because I think, well, you raised that generation. Exactly. It's that generation's fault. It's how you're raised. I but, think the teacher should be made to apologize to the child. Yes. That's what I think. I think the teacher should say, I'm sorry, sweetie. I was wrong. I was whatever that day, angry, whatever your emotion was. And I shouldn't have taken it out on you. And I apologize. Thank you for being respectful. Yes. Is that so hard to do? That's what she should be made to do. I, or I she agree. should take it upon her damn self to do it. I do. I, I agree. She should be made to apologize, you know. But I don't like the making someone apologize because then it's fake. I agree. That's why I said she should make her she should do it yes. her damn self. I agree. She should go up to that child and those parents yes. and say, Very I'm sorry. Point. 
to the child and parents. Yes. That, yes. That's ridiculous. That is a very good point with that, actually. I just, I don't know, that one really, really shocked me. It's irritating. Just how someone could be so offended by something so simple and so respectful. Yes. And I, I just felt so, so much for that kid. I truly felt for him and his mother. Because I just, I couldn't believe that, like, as that mother, like I said, I have all the respect for the world for life. Yes. I could not imagine a better way to handle that. Like, No, she, she handled it such perfect. such a great job, because I don't know how I would have handled it if it was my child. And I know, I know how I would have. It had been the wrong way, but I know how well, I would have. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't <laughs> know if I could have kept my cool, so to speak, like she did. Yes. And it just, it made me feel for them, because they were literally trying to do everything right and do to the best of what they can do and be respectful and it just seems like they're getting torn down for being nice. Yeah. <laughs> people holler. They want other people to be nice to people. And here it is happening. And they're like making him feel guilty for being nice. Yeah. I just felt for him. I, you know, definitely have to tell us what y'all, y'all's opinion yes. is. Yes. And maybe try to answer her question of, you know, is this what you get for raising, you know, for raising your child good? And because I don't know if I can answer that. Because I feel, I feel like the answer should be a very easy and resounding yes. no, but maybe, I don't know. I, I really hope this is just such a isolated incident. I hope so. And I pray that, because I've never heard of another story like this, and I'm praying that there isn't any more out there, but I just, that really, I couldn't believe that that's a thing. The whole ma'am thing, and then topping it all off with, she wanted to throw something at him, you said? Yes. See, that's a whole another kit and yes. caboodle. She literally said, I want to throw something at you. And her only defense to that was, well, he knew I wasn't serious when I said that. Simply because he called her ma'am. She wanted to throw something at him. I don't know if that is why or that's what brought her on. I have no idea. I just know it was the same day at class that both of those instances happened. I got a problem with that teacher telling yes. a child she wants to throw. I got a problem. That's why I said I don't know if the incidents were the reason for each other. I just know they happened on the same day of school. I was not a perfect child teacher by any stretch or daycare provider, whatever. I wasn't perfect, and there were days I got angry and all, but I would never tell a child I want to throw something at them. Gosh, no. You never take it out of the child anyway. No. Like, ah. That's ridiculous. Yes, very much so. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Please, because I'm angry about that one. I know. <laughs> I, I'm glad I wasn't alone with that. <laughs> Uh, moving on to a much lighter topic <laughs> of packaged thoughts. I yes, I'm excited. Hopefully, this week goes better than last <laughs> week. As if you your first time listening, packaged thoughts mm. simply where we grab something out of a package mm -hmm. that there is no preparation involved in. No, that neither of us have tried before. We try it. We give our opinions about it, and hopefully, someone somewhere out there gives a rat's ass. <laughs> So, and if not, we still got to try something new. I'm still a fat kid, and I got to try a new snack. <laughs> it's a win-win for us. I don't know about you. Uh, and, like, as always, I don't know if we brought out these last couple weeks, but just as a refresher, if you ever do have a suggestion, like something that you see that's out there that's mm -hmm. weird or new or different that you want us to try, please let us know. Oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter Facebook, Twitter, email. It doesn't matter how you want to let us know. Go ahead. If you don't know if I can get it out here, because I will try my best if – you write us. I will do my best to go search high and low for it. If it's more of a unique thing, maybe to a location a, or area, yeah, you can area. go ahead and send it to us. If you do message us or email us, I can give you a safe mailing address to or make that happen as well. Or if you see something out there and you're like, I wonder how this tastes. I don't know if I want to spend the buck on it. Yeah, we'll be your guinea pigs. Say, hey, try this for me. Pig. Tell me what you think. I know we've had several good ones to start it all off. And then last yeah. week... We had a amazing turnout of listeners. We had a special guest. It was all great. And we had the first shit one that we yes. get a bad. So. Which we saved specifically for our guests. Now, this one this week doesn't have near as cool of a name as Hanky Panky. So maybe that was a cool. Like maybe it yes. has a good name or good taste. So maybe this one will have a better taste. And now this one I've actually seen. And I haven't tried it yet. I know it's been out for a couple months now. And it's starting to have commercials and all out about it. Yep. So I know this one's giant. I haven't tried it. It's that Hershey's Gold that's out. Mm -hmm. Which is the peanuts and pretzels. pretzels. And it, it looks good. It does. And it, I keep meaning to try it. And this is even before... I, you know, the podcast started, I kept meaning to try it, and then we started this, and I'm like, we got to try this one of these weeks. 
at first I was hesitant to try it because I thought it was like a white chocolate. That's what I thought. That's immediately it's why not. I didn't yes. buy it the first time I That's saw why it. I didn't Because I thought well. it was white chocolate at first. Yes, I thought it was going to be white chocolate, which is far too sweet sometimes. Yes, I, I like take it dark in a little chocolate. I like like the bitter, the... That kind of chocolate, not the super sweet white chocolate. But it is so what not. what is this? Since it's not it white chocolate, a, what is it? It is a caramel mix. So it's just straight caramel peanuts and pretzels uh-huh. in a Hershey bar, which, by the way, when you open this up, it's not laid out like your usual Hershey no, bars are with, cool. like, the rows of three. Kind of thinking Tetris. Yes, it kind of has, like, the block configuration. It's weird, <laughs> and I like it. Yes. This is the first non-chocolate Hershey bar in 22 years. Really? What was their last non-Hershey bar, I wonder, or non-chocolate Hershey bar? I'm not sure. This is the uh, this is the third bar to carry the Hershey name. Like, this is called Hershey's Gold. Mm-hmm. The other ones are, of course, the Hershey Chocolate Bar yes. and the Hershey <laughs> Special Dark. This is okay. the third one to be called Hershey. And the, the only non-chocolate. Even Hershey's? It's not considered Hershey. I mean, not like called yeah, Hershey's. Yeah, it's not bar, I called I Hershey's. I know it's, it's Hershey's, called but... Cookies and Cream Bar. Oh, I always thought it was Hershey's Cookies and Cream. It's ah. just, yeah. So that's pretty cool. That. I thought that was kind of cool. So it's got its own, like, spe- this is a real big jump for them then. Yes. I'm kind of yeah. anxious to try this. Because so I. I like pretzels and I like I caramel. Mmm. Oh, that's pretty good. That's I like, like a, that. a creamy peanut brittle. Yes. It's mm-hmm. it is still a little sweet. Mm-hmm. I will give it that, but it is offset by the salt from the pretzels and peanuts exactly. so well. Yes, because I can exactly taste the salt what I was off thinking. of them, not an overwhelming amount, but I can taste the salt, and that is that is really good mixed with the sweet caramel. Mm-hmm. I will buy this again. I would. This would cure a sweet tooth for me perfectly. Yeah, I would buy I that. Get a sweet tooth because I'm not a huge huge sweets person, like sh- sugary sweets. I always have, mm, like, the sweet good. and salty to cure my sweet tooth. Like, I like chocolate-covered pretzels because yeah. it has that little bit of salt with it. Or I like the sweet and salty snack mixes that have that salt. That would even... Like, this I'm would a... be perfect for me. If I was ever had a sweet tooth, this would be the perfect bar for me to pick up and cure it without having I, an overdose yeah. of sweets. I got to tell you, I'm a chocoholic, and this would cure a chocolate, you know, craving even. That and it's really not good. chocolate. It's just good. No, I really like that. So mm. it's caramelized cream peanuts. It's so simple. No, I'd highly recommend that. If you haven't already tried it, because like I said, it's been out for a little Yeah, I think this is probably the biggest one that we have had so far, like name-wise mm-hmm. out there. Was, I mean, I know we had good. Snickers and all, but they weren't as widely. Like, this one's been out for a little bit. It has commercials specifically mm-hmm. dealing with this. And it is really good. I would buy that again in a heartbeat. Yes, I would. I can mm. definitely see myself picking this up every time I have a sweet tooth. This would be my new bar. Because my last mm. go-to mm. for when I had a sweet tooth was a Take 5 bar. Also okay, yeah. had Salty pretzels and, and yep. the caramel. And I still like a little bit of salt with it. So I could definitely see this kind of being similar to a taking the place of that. Did you know Milton Hershey was supposed to be on the Titanic? Him and his wife? No, I didn't. You know, yes. I've been to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I've been through the museum and I didn't even right. know that. They got... He got called away on a Hershey business. Really? Before they actually had the tickets and all. But they got called. he got called away on a Hershey business meeting. So him and his wife couldn't go. And you know she had to be upset. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? You know she had to so be sitting why, there like, really, Mill over in England? I wonder why they were over in England. I don't know. But they were supposed, they had tickets for the Titanic and he got called away on business. And you know she had to be pissed. Oh, you no, know she had to be sitting be. there going, Oh my gosh. Come on, Milton. We're supposed this to be on the boat on a cruise. Yeah, the stupid chocolate business. We were I'm supposed so to be I'm so tired of your home. chocolate. I should come before your chocolate. Well, chocolate saved her life. Oh, yeah. Damn. I bet you afterwards she was saying, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's have a chocolate party. Make up. <laughs> We'll have a staycation, okay? <laughs> that was really good. I'm, I'm glad we're back onto the good track here. Yes. Why could we have this for our guests? <laughs> Oops. Oh, my goodness. That was good. I liked it. No cut. we second stories. What do you got for us? I have musical influence. Okay. Now, we all know that music affects shopping. I think that is a proven fact now. I even went to a class when I was... Uh, 
doing the thrift store over in Germany. Yes. They sent me to a class, and part of that class was about what music you should play. Oh, yes. That's why like, you've noticed that certain restaurants that mm -hmm. are really pushy as far as time, like Olive Gardens and all, they will play fast beat music. Right. Makes you eat Get you going. They want you to leave. Exactly. They said that if your store's crowded or even if you're like at a grocery store and at certain times they're more crowded than other times obviously. Oh yeah, you got your peak shopping times. That's the time you'll hear the fast-paced music because they want you in, out, and the next person in. Now, if you have a time where it's a little slower and you want to encourage people to pay for the more high-end stuff in your store, you like if you go to, yes, you want to browse, buys. say you're at like a Pier 1 or something, they're going to play more high-scale music. You know what I mean? Like maybe a, a concerto or something, because that always makes people feel like they're better and they they're more richer. They feel like they're richer. Yes, you feel something more. So you tend to spend more money. I guess that's a cheaper way than doing it than just getting everybody drunk. Yeah, yeah, that's much cheaper. Because both open up pocketbooks really quickly. Yeah, I was told in my thrift store that I should play either, uh, what did they say? They said classical music, or uh, they also said I could play, because I even asked, about Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I could definitely They said, that play Frankie. That. He will make people spend money, and it works. Frankie makes people spend. You gotta love old blue eyes. Oh, I do. I, I like the Rat Pack. I can't say anything. No. Do Even you think music kid. affects your shopping, though? Oh, very much so. I agree. I think it does as, as well. As someone that has worked on advertising things and has mm -hmm. done advertising classes for different uh, businesses I've worked for in different places, I will definitely tell you music has a lot to play in it. Oh, yeah. I think it makes a big role. I don't think people realize it when they walk in stores. They just, you know, you kind of almost tune the music out or something. You do, but it's yeah. a, a subliminal thing. Exactly. It really is kind of like, I know when I worked more in the entertainment side of the industry, mm -hmm. and I was working with bowling's, uh, bowling centers, we got a music program that you could request a song on certain days and certain hours when we would do cosmic bowling, you could request a song and this was a station that was broadcast across the nation to different bowling alleys. You paid for the service, but you could request a song live, and they would mention your name, the bowling alley you were bowling in, and then play your song. That got people to stay more than anything else we did because they would wait to hear their song, and they wanted to play their song. Or they wanted oh, to yeah. send it out. They wanted to send a funny song out about their buddy, mm -hmm. and they would mention his name, and then they would mention that bowling alley. Things like that really work when it comes to music. Cause even I agree. Not, and even when you're bowling, cosmic bowling, you're not paying attention to the music in every song. No. But your foot will be kind of tapping along, and it's getting And you, you don't mood. even realize it. you want it. that happier songs, and you want that that quote when they're talking real quick. and like, oh, wait, is that us? Oh, people wait for that. I was at... So uh, I fully believe that music plays a huge role in like oh, the yes, atmosphere definitely. of a place. Like I, I feel like that's how you set an atmosphere. I was at uh, Gabe's one day. It, Gabriel's a shopping place around here, sells apparel and all. And uh, I'm, I'm, without even realizing it, I am singing along to the song, which happens to be Beastie Boys. But as I'm going down, I'm pushing my buggy, a 50-year-old woman singing Beastie Boys. You know how it is. And a lady comes around the corner about my age, and she's singing it too. And we both stopped and looked at each other because we didn't realize we were singing along until we were both seeing <laughs> so each see other. Singing, yes. Oh, they're saying, oh, wait, I'm singing it. Yeah. <laughs> that person's, oh, hey, that's me singing too. <laughs> no, I, and I will say this too. I worked in a place where our radio went out for about two weeks. Oh, gosh. It was the longest shift that ever worked <laughs> when it's dead quiet. You know. It sets so much of an atmosphere when you walk into a place and have background music. Oh, yes. And you don't want it loud, because that's no. another thing. The volume, they tell you how big a volume exactly. is, depending on your event. Of, right. Do you want it louder or quieter mm -hmm. or mean? Like, it plays such a big role in the atmosphere of your business, no matter what I your agree. business is. I Ask your dad about the time we took a vacation to Virginia, uh, and his radio didn't work in his car. Oh, my. That was a very, very long ride to Virginia. You think it's a couple hours? Felt like days. I would never understand <laughs> people that drive in cars and don't have a radio on. <laughs> 
and I know there's many people out there yes, like that. Yes. I could not be that. No. That is the first thing I do. Yes. Is I have that radio set to the exact volume station and everything I want, whether I'm listening to a podcast or a music gotta station be or some background I have Spotify on. Like I have to have it like set perfect before I can leave the parking lot or driver or wherever I am. That is the first thing I do. Yes. I have to have music on. I focus better. I've noticed times when like my music goes out. I don't focus them. I get lost driving. Like I want to get, I almost want to go to sleep while I'm driving. That's not good. No, no, no. You throw a little bit of music on there. I can be awake and drive 20 hours straight. That's Because I have dad. that background. I, that helped me so much. When I used to make those long drives to come visit on, it was about, it was about 20 hours one way. And I would do mm-hmm. it in one trek each time. You know, one way I'd get in, I'd make three stops for gas. And I had them timed out perfectly to where my last stop for gas would be the next morning after I woke up, all I had to do was go to the nearest gas station and fill up. And I could not do it if it wasn't for music. Because it just, it doesn't even matter what it is. I just needed that background. It kept me going. Well, you know, your dad travels a lot for his job. Oh, yeah. And he would die without music to, you know what I mean? To keep it going. Oh, there's no way I could do it. Even something as mundane as a three-hour drive would be stir crazy without music oh yeah i don't even know if i could go silent for my drive to work and mind you i have never lived this close to a job before in my life most of my jobs are about a 20 to a 35 minute drive away everywhere i've worked the job i have now literally six minutes door to door (laughs) close i've ever lived to a job and i still have my music on for that six minutes yes (laughs) Okay, that was a good story. I like that. Okay, so my second story this week is going to be Google at 20. Google turns 20 this month, by the way, which I thought was kind of crazy. I didn't realize that they'd already been around for 20 years. I mean, it makes sense. 98, okay, that's about time. I don't know. For some reason, it never paired together that it's been 20 years that Google's been around. Uh, The biggest question is, are we we the, the biggest statement to this is that we are losing our minds to Google. (laughs) this i would agree with that at some point yes yes this for myself anyway it's very interesting this this article that i got to read up on they did some studies on google and just the way it's going into our lives uh they said after 20 years google's products have become integrated into our everyday lives Mm -hmm. altering the very structure of our cognitive architecture Mm mm-hmm uh, it said our minds that have, have expanded into cyberspace as a consequence, and this is not science fiction, but it's an implication of what we know as the extended mind thesis, which is a widely accepted view in philosophy, psychology, and neuroscience. So it's not even like just one section of studies. They're saying across the board, all of these scientists have realized that, hey, this is a really big thing. Yeah. And now we all know that like this whole smartphone epidemic that's going on when they talk about you know how attached we are to our smartphone mm-hmm. like there was a study the average person in the modern world checks their phone every 12 minutes oh my gosh really that is the average i am average so person, below average the average person checks their phone every 12 minutes wow and that we rely on it you know for the time we wake up to the time we go to bed type thing that's it's all about our phone about our phone wow 12 minutes really yes the average person every 12 minutes. Jeez. I'm sorry. I, wow. It's crazy. We're <laughs> so attached to the smartphones. And so much of this is attached to Google. Because, I mean, they have so much out there that is Google that we use. And not just the basic Google.com where you're searching things. Right. But they have the calendars. They have maps. They mm-hmm. have all of these things that we utilize on a day-to-day basis. I read they have billions upon billions upon billions of pages. Yes, Google. I would definitely, definitely believe that. It's like an infinite amount of pages they have. Oh, yeah. I mean... Kind of was... like history in real time. Oh, yes. I can almost... I, I, it doesn't surprise me at all because not only do you have, like you said, the history in time with all these searches and all these mm-hmm. fact pages they have coming up, but you do, you also have beyond the search and you still have calendars and maps and documents oh, yeah. and photo assistants. And, you know, there's so much that is there and it's kind of making Google a reality for us. Even as a person who's not on their phone all day, I'm not one of those. I'm not saying I'm never on it. That'd be a lie. No, I like my phone, but I yeah. definitely think, especially for my age bracket being 24... I know 
that I am not on the phone as much as an average 24-year-old. No, I think I'm on the phone as much as a typical 50-year-old. I'm on it here and there. You know, I could take it or leave it. I know just how much or how little I'm on it and how often I use Google. Oh, yeah. If I see something I don't know, my first instinct that pops into my head is, I'll just ask Google. Oh, yes. And I will tell you this. I I can tell you how much it affects you and becomes part of your life. I had a flip phone for the longest time. Yes, even as a uh, millennial style, you born in 94 person, <laughs> I had a flip phone until I was about 21. I think mm-hmm. I was 21 or 22. I think I was 21, actually, when I got my first smartphone. It was given to me. Is the only reason that I had a smartphone. Otherwise, I still have a flip phone. And I will tell you, in those three or f- three years or so since I've had a smartphone, how heavily I've come to rely on it. I couldn't imagine oh, without yeah. a smartphone now. And that's just in a couple years of going from never. I, I would forget my phone all the time because it was just a flip phone. It was meant for nothing but calls mm-hmm. and text. That's all it was for. To how much I could rely on my smartphone now. When we were just on this, uh, I took a camping trip a few weeks ago, and we were there for about a week, I guess, and there is no cell service, obviously, out there in the primitive camping. I didn't miss it, not one time. Not one time did I say, man, I wish wish there was cell service out here. Not once. I no. loved it. <laughs> I, when I went out to Alaska for my honeymoon, mm-hmm. and many of the spots we were in did not have cell service. And I will say, I don't remember ever once when we were in those spots, me or my wife, for that matter, actually, ever being like, oh, man, there's nothing. We really, like, I don't know. It wasn't something that was truly missed. I there thought was it was going to. things we missed. Yeah. We might, like, once a day be like, oh, shit, I wish I had service because I need to check in on this. No, I but thought. just as quickly as we would say that, we would kind of forget and move on with whatever we were doing that day, too. I thought I would miss my phone more because there is one particular game that you need uh, cell service for to play. And I play at least once a day. I thought when I go camping, I'm going to have to go five days without this game. And I've been playing this game for like almost a year now. So that's how I really thought it was going to affect me. Whatever game you're talking about, I know it's not it. Uh, It was Pokemon Go. That was the only time we ever missed cell service. Oh, man, I need my. Mine was the Gold Rush. It's called Gold Rush. It's But that I, was it. That was it. And like I said, as quickly as we would say, like, oh, man, I should have... Like, we would check our phone and be like, it wouldn't work. We'd be like, oh, okay. And then we, we would kind of uh-huh. just <laughs> go on with our day, go on with whatever we were doing. <laughs> yes. But they were trying to say, like, is this... Does it matter that Google is so integrated? Or, you know, how, does it actually matter? And it does. You really think so? They said it does for two reasons. Two okay. major reasons, they said. It said it's not a mere passive cognitive tool anymore the latest upgrades uh to google's ai and their machine learning and it's all about suggestions and it's so personalized like google maps not only tells us how to get there wherever we want to and it doesn't matter if it's by car by public transportation by foot they'll give you the directions Mm -hmm. for that they sure will it also gives us personalized locations suggestions that it thinks will interest us or what about the google assistance that's always just two words away all you gotta do is say hey google and it's immediately listening the upgrades in its AI is so advanced now that it truly we rely on it now. Oh yeah, it's no longer just a aid. They say it's an issue because we it's so part of us. If you were to take that away, we would crumble. Part people would crumble. Some people would truly crumble and not know what to do. I, yeah, not I know how to find that. things. Yeah, and they're saying that's one of the issues. This is so part of it. You that. know, part of life. Like. It's so, that's where our suggestions come from. That's where everything comes from. Whenever I'm somewhere where I'm familiar, unfamiliar with, first thing I do is go to Google Maps and look up where the nearest Starbucks is. I don't know why you look up Starbucks, but I do, I will <laughs> say when I go to visit places, I do usually Google like things to do or I'll Google that city name and kind of get an idea and a feel for that city. I, but I do, do that all the time. I Google Starbucks so much that when I do pull up the maps... If I'm in an unfamiliar area, it'll instantly tell me where the next Starbucks is. <laughs> See, but it's saying that could be an issue. And the other major issue is it doesn't seem to be so good for our minds to be spread across the Internet like that hmm. because it's using all that data. That's true. And it's true. going back to that smartphone addiction that we have. The biggest question they had is, is it addiction or integration? Hmm. Is it an addiction? Maybe a little have, of both, Or is I could it integration see. that, you know, is it just being integrated into our life? Or... 
are they kind of the same thing now? Ooh, is it become oh. such a a mix and a mash there that there really isn't a difference anymore? That that addiction is the integration into our life and vice versa. Mm. Those are the kind of the questions they po poised out that this research you that know, I was that's reading, a really and good it was just question. a really interesting research. I thought when I was reading about it, and just like there was a lot that I learned from it. I felt it made me think a lot about like. How good and how bad is Google? You know, is it good? Is it bad? Like, I always thought it was good, but this made me think, well, maybe it's bad. But then it says things like, well, it's just kind of part of life now. It's integrated. Okay, well, maybe that's good. And it, I just yeah. kind of kept battling back right. and forth with myself, and it really made me think. So I want to know this If you're week, a business, I think it's awesome. I will tell you wholeheartedly that the internet has made business life so much easier than it used oh, to be. Oh, heck yeah. Word of mouth is still the best. Oh, yeah. But, man, has that been helped so much. Google is such a part of our lives. It's literally a definition in Webster's Dictionary now. Yeah. If you look up Googling in the dictionary, it says search for information. Yeah. You want to Google it. Everybody knows what yeah. that is. And it doesn't matter what age or what you do or what your Who's style that guy? Life is. Well, let me Everybody Google it. Everybody knows what Google is and how yeah. to use it. It has been such a wide area. So it's just very – I want to know this week from y'all what, what you think about Google. I want to know your thoughts about Google specifically. Like I always want to hear about your thoughts on all these stories. But this week specifically, I'm really intrigued to know what you think about some of the facts we're saying about Google right now. Because it just – it really made me think. Yeah. And you can find this article, I'm sure, if you Googled it. <laughs> and other resources. I see what you did there. Resources. Like uh, that are similarly done to it. It was just very interesting. It definitely makes you think. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you know, especially when it went to that, I was reading, you know, is it addiction or is it integration? I kind of like you did, you kind of answered before and I answered yes. myself before it, and then I read the rest of the article and I'm like, oh, or oh, both. Wait. wait, they could be the same thing? And it made me think again. Yes. <laughs> so yes. this article really made me think from start to finish. It was a very interesting read. That's a good, good, good story. I like the questioning. I really thought I had an answer right up until you said, "Or are they so mixed together that they're so the same I. thing now?" That was what you said out loud was exactly what I said in my mind when I first read it through. Was that in exact order too? I was like, "Oh, it's the, oh well, may, I don't know now." Let me think about that. <laughs> that was a good one. I liked it. All right. Okay, we know what that means. That means it's time for the last clip. My story for the last clip is doing the do. This is a good one, folks. I don't care who you are. You're going to like this. I know I'm going <laughs> to like it because I don't... You can attest to this. You've obviously known me my whole life. I hope so anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of there when um, you were born. <laughs> I've never been a huge soda drinker. No. I just... I'm not a huge soda person. I'd rather my sweet tea. It's who I am. I'd mm -hmm. rather sweet... I don't like soda that much. Except for Mountain Dew. When I True. want a soda... I can guarantee you it's a Mountain Dew I'm drinking. That's oh, yeah. the only soda I'll ever drink. We painted your room when you were uh, 14 or 15. I'm not sure what. But we painted Mountain Dew, thing, I remember? It was yeah. a really cool looking room, too. It was a but it's damn the only good soda I room. Really liked. I, we did this. Still, to this day, the only soda I really like is Mountain Dew. When an American company advertising in a foreign market, it can become a little tricky for that American company. A lesson learned the hard way by Mountain Dew. They put, <laughs> this is so good, they put a new slogan out in Scotland. Now, I want you to know that in Scotland, when you say somebody is, when you go to chug, chug to them means masturbate. <laughs> Keep that in mind, because the new slogan that Mountain Dew had out for Scotland was "Epic Thrills Start with a Chug." Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> so Scotland kindly wrote and told Mountain Dew exactly what they thought of their slogan. And Mountain Dew promptly apologized and took down all the epic thrills that start with a chug sign. Now suddenly they start with a sip with yes. Mountain Dew. I just thought that was an that awesome, awesome story. You know, I don't understand personally why they took down that advertising slogan because I feel like that was still an accurate statement. <laughs> I well, still epic like... thrills do start with a chug. 
I've had so many epic throws in my life. Started with a chug. I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, a company like Pepsi, you think, has enough money for somebody to be like, okay, so this slogan's going to Scotland. Let's look up and make sure this is, what you know, okay. What does their say about exactly. it? But no, nobody got the word oh. between chug and masturbate. <laughs> so I want a poster that says, Epic Thrills, start with a chug. Oh, I so badly want that poster. <laughs> Next time you grab a Mountain Dew, just think of that. That's all. That's oh, all. it might make me chug. <laughs> <laughs> chug, tug, whatever. I might chug with Mountain Dew later. <laughs> I mean, chug my Mountain no, I mean, uh. <laughs> Good story, uh, good story. No, that's awesome. <laughs> and what's even greater is my last clip. It also ends, because I feel bad because, like, my stories this week, one was kind of made people, you know, makes you angry, makes you feel for... Yeah, like, that one definitely did. It, it did. I felt angry. the other one wasn't really funny either because it was more of a really made you think mm-hmm. wasn't good about it just was crazy and made you made you think well i ended it with a, a funny story as well and oh good of, good so i think it fits perfectly that you have you know masturbation going on well i don't the, but mountain dew the, did <laughs> scottish mountain dew does <laughs> yes let's be specific uh is because my last clip here is about alarming arousement okay now let me go on a little bit more because I love this story. I am. I it was laughing Ooh, out loud as what? I read it. <laughs> the doctors had to get creative after a man admitted himself to, was admitted to the hospital with a huge sex toy stuck inside himself, and none of their tools could get it out. Wow! Huge sex toy, you ask me? How huge was it? <laughs> Let me tell you. Try twenty-three inches. Holy shit! Holy something! I'll tell you that it was almost two feet. <laughs> Damn! It was a 23-inch sex toy stuck inside of him. It was a 31-year-old man from Negrata, Italy. And he went to the hospital. Mind you, he didn't just go to the hospital after this happened. He had tried to remove it himself for 24 hours. I for a whole I, yeah. day, he spent trying to remove it himself because he's like, oh, yeah. I can't go into a hospital with a two-foot dildo shoved up my ass or whatever the fuck it was. I'm just assuming here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So that had to after, cause some discomfort after a while. I don't give a shit who you are. Well, he said that the only because they obviously asked you know his pain to make sure nothing else happened because that's a big foreign object yeah. inside of you. Uh, he said that the only thing he was really experiencing was mild like abdominal pain. And that was it. That was the only thing he was suffering from was just mild abdominal well, pain. Well, bless his little heart. Twenty-three inch sex toy. Now, mind you, he asked to be left unnamed. Oh, really? Shock hmm. all of this And they won't even say that it was like a dildo or I'm assuming it was or something of that fashion. All they say was a long and large sized foreign body in his colon. Were <laughs> 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 their exact words. <laughs> now, they usually use like traditional tools to uh, remove this. Like, Yeah, what kind of tools do you need to remove something like that? <laughs> they usually use like uh, more traditional style tools. Uh, such as a, a forcep or oh, okay. a snare. <laughs> but they all failed to retrieve the sex toy due to its smoothness and size. They couldn't do it. So the doctors actually created something new because of this scenario. The doctors there had to create Name something. it after him. Uh, I'm just well, saying. he's unnamed. He, <laughs> for some reason, he wants to be anonymous. But they created a new method by sending a wire... A, a little wire via a catheter. Oh dear lord! To create a noose around the object and pull it out. That is the only way they were able to do it. They had to literally put a Gosh. wire via a catheter, create a noose, wow. and yank it out. I wonder if that was any fun at all for him. I'm just asking. Oh my goodness! Uh, he was released later that day, so. <laughs> Nothing serious happened to him. If you are very concerned about this anonymous gentleman, why weren't you at work today? Well, <laughs> he was what really happened was, <laughs> well, he was probably not at work for two days because he spent a day trying to get it out of himself before he went to the doctor because he was too embarrassed to go in before he realized after day going, this ain't budging. I have a two foot sex toy shoved inside of me. See, now that would be the kind of excuse as a boss I would accept more readily than I think I'm getting the flu. Would you accept that, or would you be like, yeah, funny, funny, funny. Oh, that Seriously, is so Jim, hilarious. Where, where are, are you? Where are you? 
Like, I want to see the doctor's note to that. Like, no, I have a doctor's note to prove it. They created a whole method. It's on the internet now. A little embarrassed, but it's okay. Oh, but I got some awesome statistics for your story. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is good. I'm frightened of statistics. An average of 2,500 Americans visit the ER every year with... um, sex toy issues be it they're stuck or something went awry what do you call that awry awry well i know they said that like they had had many they had had stories like this before obviously like you hear of women shoving kinder eggs up the hoo-ha yes. and getting them stuck thank and... you ellen DeGeneres. up the hoo-ha <laughs> um, <laughs> a woman who broke her vagina shares her hilarious warning about using sex toys for the first time well that's not something i knew that you could break who knew it's like fine china <laughs> wow it's like fine china. okay and of this 2500 americans 58 percent of them are male and their age is usually right around 44. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so this guy almost fits into a yes. 31-year-old guy. And 25% of those actually require a hospital stay. I don't want to have to stay. I want to sign myself out, okay? <laughs> I was oh. am- amazed at that number. That's like, oh man. That's a scaredly high number that's, of cases that's that come so in. Bad. That's so bad. That's sad. A little bit sad. <laughs> well, I mean, this was definitely fit into that category, and uh, it was so good that it created a whole new method to retrieve sex toys. <laughs> Simply put a wire up a catheter and tie a noose around Thank it. you, guy from Italy. And the EA get out because <laughs> it was too smooth and large. <laughs> Oh, I just I, that that story made me laugh out loud as I was reading it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere oh, there's gee. a mama going, dear Lord, I know that's mine. No, no, you know <laughs> that his mother will never know about that. He's never, he's never going to share that story with his friends. Not with anybody. Not ever. His family. <laughs> if he ever gets married, because I'm just going to take a wild stab and say probably a single. And yeah, that would be a good guess. <laughs> At least I'm okay. really praying Or the wife that is traveling abroad at this time. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. It's going to be on for a real long time for me to want to stick a two-foot anything wow. anywhere. That's 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 a big one. You don't buy inches. that uh, at Walmart, do you? No, that's a special order. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. That is. <laughs> Got to weigh a couple pounds there. <laughs> and by the way, this isn't like a guy's measurement of six <laughs> inches. Like, this is a legit 23 inches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. I, I had that a was great, good. That was I good. had a good time this week. I did. Yes, I enjoyed good stories, our stories. Good candy. I like how I ended on laughing at least. Yes. Uh, let us know what you think. And like I said, specifically, I am very curious what you think on the Google thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the other stories. I would love to hear your uh, opinions on those as well. But I'm just, I'm truly interested to see what other people think about this whole Google scenario and the integration and the addiction and all that goes with that. It was just a very interesting article to read. Yeah. And to let us know about that, go to our Facebook page, Relative oh, Reaction. Yes. Follow us on Twitter, Relative Reaction. And like I said at the beginning of the show, even if you don't have social media, that's <laughs> fine. We do have an email, yep. uh, relativereaction2018 at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you on that. I do check yep. all of them. I know friend checks all of them mm-hmm. all throughout the week we do we type a little something to us let us know you're there you. let us know you're listening thank you so much for oh, the yes. surgeon listeners last week that was great yes. to see that like i said that was our yes. biggest week since our pilot episode and thanks again week. to anthony for being our special oh guest. yes that definitely played a huge huge role and that was a lot of fun I, I do hope we get to do more special things uh down the road there if you happen to see anthony elbro call him pilgrim <laughs> yeah, that's great for people to just know. I'm sorry, Anthony. You know your auntie loves you. <laughs> uh, the, the, that is the one bad thing sometimes about doing family podcasts. <laughs> yes. so. uh, but we did we did go back to a good snack, which that was cool. Yes, I, I like. It's nice that. to have something good, good and not go like styrofoam. That shit was good. Yes. Uh, 
thank you again so much for listening. I mean, I, I don't oh, really yes. have much more thank to you, it thank you. to close than that. I No, join us for number 12. Yes, join us next week as we will have our 12th episode. There's got to be some interesting facts about the number 12. There just got to be. Well, I don't know. Last time you thought about a number, you thought there would be no facts, and it was like your favorite week yeah, ever. Yeah, what one was that, seven? I think it was seven. I think it was seven. Like, oh, or no, it wasn't seven, because you have lucky sevens. I think yeah. it was nine. Maybe it was nine. I think there it was, was nine. one you number like, I was You're like, not finding anything for this week for nine. Yeah, I'm like, that's just a like, stupid Holy number. Holy shit, you found stuff for nine. I <laughs> <Yes>. like that. <laughs> so there's always something out there. You just got to look hard enough. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Remember, we are huge, huge animal lovers here. Mm-hmm. We have all kinds of pets around us at all times. Yeah, yeah. So please stay new to your pets, help control the animal population, and some of your relatives. Most of your relatives. Yeah, there's probably.